Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Hello! I'm Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. Good to chat with you again. Um, I told you we are going to do Twitter Thursday today. That is a fact. Um, we did draft recap of the AFC East, North, and South these past three days. We'll do the West on Friday. Same exact schedule next week. NFC will be East, North, South on Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Twitter Thursday again a week from now. And then the NFC West will wrap it up and then we'll figure something out from there. But got a lot of people ask me about power ranks already. So we'll definitely do power ranks the, the week after that. Keep the Twitter Thursdays rolling. We've got a lot of Twitter questions today. Haven't gone through them all, see which are good and which aren't, but that's all right. Um, Nick Fox asked me a great question, actually. What podcast do you listen to? And first of all, that's all I listen to. I mean, unless I'm unless it's music, which is rare. Um, the only time I the only time I listen to music is I go to the gym like five days a week, and you wouldn't know it by looking at me. But I go to the gym five days a week. And I read a word file on my iPad and I have music on my, in my ears, um, while I'm on the elliptical or whatever. Um, and of course I'm reading about football, of course, of course, of course, but anything else I listen to in the car, in the shower, in the bathroom, walking around the house when there's nobody here, mowing the lawn, it's all podcasts. And there's so many great ones out there. And there's so many great ones out there. Um, I'm going to give you a long, I'm going to spit out a bunch off the top of my head. Um, I hope you don't abandon me for them. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you won't, but, um, I'm pulling them up on my phone. The only one that I've been getting into that isn't, uh, NFL related is the guys at bald move. They do like different shows and I wish I'd have been in on them when I was watching breaking bad. Um, I haven't listened to their Better Call Saul recaps, Walking Dead, Psyched for Game of Thrones. You get the idea, but they're they're pretty cool. Um, but other than that, it's all football all the time. Of course, all of Ross Tucker's, Christopher Harris's, you know, some people that obviously that I've worked with over the years. All the dudes at Football Guys, Fantasy Guru has a great podcast. Uh, Pro Football Focus has a couple really good ones. Uh, I'm scanning my phone here. Roto World has a couple good ones. Bill Barnwell shows decent. Um, Bill Simmons, the Ringers ones are good. Um, no offense, but I think the ESPN ones have slipped a little. No, no hard feelings. Um, MMQB is excellent. That's very, very good as well. Peter King also has an MMQB one. Uh, I used to do Breaking the Plane. They're still rolling along. Of course, the other Locked On shows, of course, of course, of course. Uh, particularly the NFL draft of late. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Yeah, still rolling, still rolling. Bill Williamson and I do the No Relation podcast. That's a good one. That's just once a week. I um, think I pretty much wrapped it up there. And if I forgot somebody, I apologize. There's many, many out there. 
And if there's some someone I'm missing, certainly let me know. There's some good dynasty ones. I do a dynasty blueprint. I urge you to check out. That's for sure. Um, of course, uh, fantasy focus on ESPN too. Of course, those are those are, they're good guys. Uh, on the clock is a good one. Um, that might be it. I probably am missing a bunch, but there you have it. All right, we're gonna move on from that. But podcasts are great. We love podcasts. And um, that's why I do so many of them, I guess. Along those lines, Matthew Kelly asks, what's your rookie dynasty first round look like? And we don't talk fantasy on here, but I am going to record about 3 or 4 o'clock today um, a dynasty blueprint podcast that Ryan McDowell and I do all the time um, with the reactions to the draft, you know, the landing spots for these fantasy guys from a dynasty angle. Uh, Check that out. Um, Kyle Andrews, what will the Ravens do in terms of picking up receivers during the off season? Who's out there or who could be a post June 1st cut? Eric Decker comes to mind. He'd be a fit there, wouldn't he? But really, I mean, there's, there's not a lot. I mean, there's not going to be a lot. The, I think it's a real ringing endorsement, their draft for not only Rashad Perryman, but also... Um, Kenneth Dixon, you know, they didn't do a lot for those two. And they're two young players that have a lot of talent that I like a lot. Um, so I think that's highly interesting and encouraging if you're a Ravens fan. Uh, Perryman's the one that, you know, when you read the tea leaves, you, you think, well, you know, maybe, maybe he's a, he's, they still have very, very high hopes for him. I don't think that's far-fetched at all. Buddies, I mentioned our buddies here at SeatGeek. Um, they've been with us for quite some time. We've got some other new, uh, advertisers. That's obviously a very good sign. Things are growing, but SeatGeek's the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for any of the games you want to see or concerts. I uh, still thinking about going to Chris Rock here in a couple weeks. I didn't even make that work. Uh, there's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year. And with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. Uh, I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. I've told you guys in the past, my, my buddies use it all the time for football games. By far the easiest way I find to shop, I've found to shop for tickets for sure. Uh, I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats for this weekend, or any game of the season, or any concert, or the Pens. Pens are up three one, baby. Gotta love it, even without Sid. Yeah, I love it. Anyways, back to SeatGeek. With SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek price compares for you by searching the multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop. But SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals to fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee. So you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Best of all, my listeners, all of you, get $20 rebates off their first SeatGeek purchase. This is what you do. Get your twenty dollar buck. Get your twenty bucks back in the mail on a check. The, you download the SeatGeek app. Go to the settings tab and hit and add a promo code. Enter the promo code L O N F L L O N F L. SeatGeek will send you twenty dollars after you made your first ticket purchase. So download the SeatGeek app and other, and enter the promotional code L O N F L right now. Okay, Daniel Luter. Ask, can you explain how scheduling works? You play every team in the division twice, 
but how are the other teams decided? We've talked about this, and it, I think it's pure genius. I mean, I love the NFL schedule. And Daniel, 16 games of the year, right? And as you mentioned, six of them are taken care of off the bat. You go, you know, you host your three opponents in division and you travel to your three opponents in division. Okay, that leaves 10 games. Every year uh, on a four-year rotation, you play a different division in each conference. And I don't know how the rotation goes off the top of my head, but if the AFC North played the NFC North last year, they won't play them again until four more years from now. So, for example, you know, AFC North plays, this year they play AFC East, and, you know, you know what I mean? Like, so there's four games against a different division every four years in the opposite conference. Okay, so that's another four games. So we've got six taken care of from division. We got... Four taken care of from out of conference. And those are the only out of conference games you'll play in a 16 game year. Um, And that leaves us six more games. And wait, yes, that leaves you six more games. So you play same thing in the AFC. If you're an AFC team where you, you rotate divisions and you, you'll play all four teams of one of the other three divisions every three years. You know, so obviously that's not every four years, every three years. You play AFC East this year, AFC North this the next year, AFC South the year after that, if you're the West. So again, that knocks out another four games, which only leaves two games. And those two games are based on where you finished. So think about this, that they're going to be AFC games. They're going to be AFC games against the same seeding, if you were a one seed, in the other two divisions. Does that make sense? I'm not sure I'm explaining that all that well. So, six games are in in your division. Four games are out of conference. Boom, that leaves us six more. Four more are against an AFC division other than yours. So, that leaves two other AFC divisions. You know, if you're the West, the AFC West, and you're playing the AFC East, and you were the first place team in the AFC West, you would then play the first place team in the AFC South and North. Same thing's true if you're four. Four plays four, one plays one. So the reality is you can lay it out 14 of the of the 16 games for infinity, you know, knowing you don't know home and road or where you're gonna, you know, when the, the what date it'll be, what week it'll be, but you will know who's on the schedule for infinity with the exception of two games. There's two games that are variable every year based on how you, how that team, you know, finished the year before. So good question. I hope I explained that well. Um, Sadhini Jimenez, I probably butchered your name. I'm sorry. Better situation, Mahomes or Watson? Well, you guys know I like Mahomes much better. Much better. But they're both pretty good situations. For Mahomes, I'm going to pick Mahomes. But for him, I love his situation because, and this is a knock on O'Brien. I think O'Brien's a very good quarterback coach too. But Reed, I think, is one of the best in the business. Clearly, all four of these guys need to sit. I mean, there's not a quarterback in this draft that shouldn't sit. But we know that's not how it's going to work. But Mahomes, I think there's a very good chance he actually does sit. And 
him and Alex Smith couldn't be any more different. And maybe some of Smith's conservative ways will rub off in a positive manner on Mahomes. And there's a lot to learn from a veteran, a smart guy who's won a lot of games in this league. And then you take over next year, presumably, which also would open up like $17 million of cap space if the Chiefs were to move on from Alex Smith. So I think that's the plan and a very good one on a quality team, a quality organization. Not that Texans are not a quality team or a quality organization, but the whole world's going to be begging for Watson. If Watson isn't starting week one, everyone the, everyone in the media and the fans are going to be like, this guy's a bust. How could he not beat out Savage? I mean, that's a big adjustment. You know, I just think too much is going to be asked of him early, and that's not the case with Mahomes, which really works out well for Mahomes, in my opinion. Not to mention I think he's a better po- prospect overall. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, uh, that's on here nor there on that. You know, I didn't say that because he's the better prospect in my opinion. Okay. Ryan Dean asked me, what are my over under on sacks for Miles Garrett in his rookie season? I'm going with eight. I think I'd take the over on that and I might set the line at like nine and a half. I know that's a really big number though, you know, and. My buddy John Ledger, I think, I'm not sure which publication he wrote it for, but he he uh, did a, a prognostication of all the pass rushers in this draft of what they end up with in t- terms of sacks. How many Bosa have last year? And he, you know, he didn't play the whole season. I love Bosa if you haven't figured that out. But I think Garrett is every bit the prospect. The, the one thing that kind of because of his situation, I, I really like where the Browns are going. But it's, you know, down the road still for them. Is I would think there'll be a lot of fourth quarters with teams just running the ball and running out the lead. You know, I mean, if you're a sack guy, it sure helps to be on the winning side, you know, on the winning team late in game, kind of like garbage time for fantasy reasons that, uh, you know, I know I'm getting paid by the sack here. We're up 14 and there's five minutes left in the game. Maybe I'll take my run responsibilities a little less seriously on the snap and go, you know, balls of the walls crazy here to go get a sack. So I don't know if Garrett will have that luxury. And I'm sure he'll get plenty of attention and double teams and, you know, protections rolled his direction. And, you know, but I think I'll go over on eight. Um, just that good a prospect. I mean, I think he's just a superstar. Where is the Kiwi, asked me. Which offense would you take for next season and why? Lions or Dolphins? I think both are on the rise. Clearly take Stafford over Tannehill, although I think Tannehill takes too much heat and is going to be a good player. I will take the Lions offensive line easily over the Dolphins O-line, although I don't think that'll be a weakness for Miami. I'll take Ajayi over any of the backs, although I have some hope for Abdullah to have a rebound season. I'll take the receiving back aspect of Detroit's backfield over Miami's. And I don't have a lot of excitement about Drake. Wideouts, I'm going to go Miami. Landry's better than Tate, in my opinion. Parker could certainly be a bigger hit than Jones. Stills is still there. I like Carew. Um, Miami's Julius Thomas is a total wild card, so I'll take Ebron over him. In terms of coaching and design, 
I think both these guys, you know, Gase and uh, what's his face in Detroit with the three part name, um, Cooter. How can you forget Cooter? Do an extremely good job of catering around what they have. So I think that's kind of a wash. But I'm going with the Lions. And really, I mean, Stafford to me is a superstar. I mean, it, when, if we talk a year from now, it's not crazy talk to say Matthew Stafford might be the top two or three quarterbacks in the league. You know, I mean, I, I think he's going on that career trajectory as you would hope as a first overall pick. Total, total studs, you know. So, uh, so that gives them a, the big benefit of the doubt. All right, next one up here. Oscar Ig asked, maybe not for today, but which changes should both the league, NFLPA, and us fans want at the next CBA? Declining O line talent, unready QBs, etc. And this was something we'll talk about in July or whatever. And I'll give my my yearly rant on how the NFL needs a pure minor league system, you know, like hockey or baseball, like call up a goalie for the playoffs. You know, I mean, I, I really think that's not crazy. And we'll get into that. Some of you have heard it from me before. Keep the systems the same from the minor league Eagles to the upper, you know, and develop coaches that way. You stick quarterbacks down there and alignment to learn and coaches and everything, you know, moves along that way. A couple other notes. Marijuana should be eliminated from the drug tests or whatever. I mean, I say this all the time that I use the example here in Pittsburgh that my 10 year old son, when he's 20, 25, is going to laugh that Martavis Bryant got suspended for an entire year because he smokes marijuana that will be legal everywhere soon. That needs changed. Um, something that absolutely needs changed is you got to give these coaches more more time to you know practice their players too. I mean, to me, that's really hurt the game a lot. Um, you would think the players would allow that, you know, that oh, sorry, we have to practice a little more. Well, you're getting paid pretty well, and you're doing you know a job that everyone in the world wants to do. And don't you want to get better? You know, I I don't know. I mean, to limit the amount of practice they're allowed to have makes me bonkers. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details. RDH asks, what kind of birds do you have? Did you hear them in the background a couple weeks ago? Um, A couple weeks ago, we had chickens. (laughs) We had chicks for like three weeks. We had this huge rubber made of baby chicks. Um, they are now at my father-in-law's. He has a big coop. We're actually going to happy birthday to him. Oh, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. It's Star Wars Day, too, as well as my father-in-law's birthday. So we're going to head out there this weekend, visit the chickens as they grow up. Um, I'm not too sorry to see them go, but for about three or four weeks, we had chickens. But we also have a bird, too, a green cheek conure. Yes. There's pineapple conures and green cheek conures. And it kind of looks like, I don't know much about birds, trust me. I've never had a bird growing up. We've never had birds growing up. Um, it looks like a little bit bigger parakeet. 
but much, much smarter. He's not a talker, you know, like, you know, the birds that walk around, you know, macaws and those guys. But he's kind of at that level of intelligence and he's got this elaborate cage and he's got a lot of personality and he's pretty cool. Larry. He's green. Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Larry the Bird. So Larry's the man. Uh, the fam got Larry actually while I was at the combine. Smart move. I didn't put up any resistance. Uh, came home and the bird's been with us ever since. Got him as a baby. I guess he is now the equivalent of like a two-year-old adult. But again, very cool. I like the bird. Larry and I are buds. Um, what else? All right, last question I'm going to take for today. And then we'll, tomorrow will be AFC West draft breakdown. Chad Tanny asks, Okay, so you say that all teams take a backseat towards certain positions. What positions do you think that works best for? Twitter Thursday, practice squad. Um, I'm not avoiding the question, Chad. But you got to do it in some way, shape, or form. You know, the salary cap, less now, I guess, than before, but the salary cap is prohibitive. You can't, you know, just put in, you know, millions and millions of bazillions of dollars at every position. So when you devise a defense, here's a good example. A lot of, you know, if you look at this draft, teams that blitz a lot, you know what they do? What what they do in this past draft? They drafted defensive backs. You know, the Jets are an example. Cardinals. You know, that teams that are heavy, heavy blitz teams, they invested early picks in their secondary. They often leave them on islands. Um, it makes a lot of sense. Well, how about the defenses that don't blitz a lot? Or the heavy zone teams like a Carolina. They invested heavy in pass rushers. So there's more than one way to skin a cat or to disturb a pass defense. But you probably aren't going to have it both ways. You know, you're not going to have Vaughn Miller and Khalil Mack coming off the edge and Patrick Peterson and Earl Thomas from in the secondary that, you know, you only get so many first-round picks and early selections or chances to land a top um, free agent. So, generally speaking, you kind of choose one or the other. You know, are we going to be a big heavy blitz team? And the teams that do it well, it all depends on you know, on the other side of the ball, you, you build things around your quarterback. You know, I, I steal this quote from Mike Lombardi a lot, but he says quarterbacks are like baseball fields. You know, that when I was growing up, I always think about the Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals. They played in, in a dome and this huge field that was all AstroTurf, and everyone on their team was super fast. Vince Coleman and McGee and Ozzie Smith. And, you know, so you went in there, you were at a disadvantage. You know, a guy like Cam Newton... They've organized their, they've structured their offense around his abilities as a runner and an inaccurate passer. You know, it's a physical downhill running game. They might be in the process of changing that. This, this past, uh, you know, this past draft class shows that they're going to try to save his body a little bit and get it out of his hands quickly. Um, but you know, I talk about the Panthers a lot. You know, their system on defense too is we're going to rush four, and our linebackers are going to cover a ton of ground. Therefore, I don't need a bazillion dollars invested in my uh, in my secondary. So that's going to do it. All right, guys. Take care. This has been a blast as always.